Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Yeah. And I'm so very glad that you've joined us this evening on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us here every Monday evening, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 o'clock in the Central Time Zone. And it's 7 o'clock for those of you in the Mountain Time Zone. And those of you in the Pacific, uh, that is 6 o'clock for you. And I trust that your day has been great. And as we start off another week, as usual, we're always looking to make the day a better day. And we're always looking to impact and to uh, affect the lives of those that are listening. For those of you that are listening for the very first time, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and uh, this is a weekly show that we have every Monday night at 9 o'clock. You can reach us by simply dial- dialing uh, area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That's one way you can reach us, and there's also the way that you could get in if you like to have a question or comment. Just simply dial that number and hit number one on the keypad that lets our producer know that you want to come on the airway. And then you can listen to us by way of internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us. You can find us there. And just simply go to the column there that says Hope and Healing. Go to Live Show, and you will catch us there. And as always, you can always find us. You can always find us uh, in our archives of all of our shows. You can always go back to listen to any of our shows that have aired by simply going to the week that it's aired. And, uh, and I trust that you will be not only blessed by the show, but you will have an opportunity to share it with some others. So that is the way to reach us, and if you like to. Perhaps you'd like to just reach us by way of email uh, tonight, and you don't want to voice your question, but you want to still have your question heard or your comment read, simply just email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J. T. 
T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. And as I say always, welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. It's where we address the issues of abandonment, abuse, rejection. We, 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 uh, we address the issue of loss, grief, not only just domestic violence, but abuse, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, economical abuse, anything that have caused a grief or loss in your life, whether it be abandonment or rejection. This is the platform, the platform to educate, but also the platform to empower, the platform to get ahead of the issues and not behind them, the platform to hopefully begin that journey of wholeness with you that you can be restored regardless of where you are in life at this present moment. And I'm always very glad, so very glad to have you listen to us, to us tonight. As always, people, when we come on each and every week, we're thankful for the opportunity to come to you each and every week. It has been absolutely a pleasure. This show has been going on for one year now, and we're just very happy to have had the opportunity to be a part of this show and uh, be a part of this great network here. And uh, it's always a blessing because of the fact we know that there are lives that are touched, there are lives that are transformed. Now, many of you that may be listening, you can also find us on um, you can find us uh, on a few pages on Facebook. We have a couple of pages there. One is Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Feel free to join that page where we have not only a lot of information about domestic violence, a lot of testimonies, a lot of uh, how-tos, how to get out of things, sharing things that are beneficial to you. But we also have another page called Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. Now, that's a very interesting page because that page is almost the opposite. That page is a page of more of inspiration, hope, praise, uplifting, a sharing of not only testimonies and scripture, but it's a page where you can find a very positive insight into so much that we do and so much that we're involved in. And I tell you, I'm just so honored to have those pages there. And we have a very, uh, I always brag, but it's so true. I'm so fortunate to have uh, the administrator of all those pages, none other than Miss Indy Harlem. Uh, she makes it happen. She keeps it going. She makes sure that we have the opportunity to reach so many. And speaking of those pages today, I want to send out a special, and I I do me a very special congratulations tonight to Princess Hargrove, and Princess is the winner of the October Roll Call. Now, those of you that are not familiar with the page, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, the great thing about that page is very simple, is that that page there allows for so many activity, and what happened with Princess Hargrove for the month of October, she was consistently the first person to post in a roll call each and every morning, and that is where you get in, and that's where you get uh, to send out your uh, salutation and your greetings, and you're always posting something upbeat and inspirational. So we're congratulations once again to Princess Hargrove. And then we have another person to congratulate, and that's uh, Devon Cruz. And this is for her being the winner of the Daily Bread uh, victory for the month of October. Devon uh, has consistently been the first to uh, comment on the uh, daily bread post for the month of October. And for that, I want to congratulate uh, Devon Cruz as well as I want to uh, uh, congratulate also Princess Hargrove for their commitment and making the world a better place and sharing their light. And that is what it's all about today, people. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how we can be reached tonight. I want to examine and want to go into a subject tonight that is kind of interesting, but it's been one that I've pondered over, and it's this question here. And look at the fact that when we see domestic violence occurs, there are always two people, at least two people involved. There's a perpetrator and there is a uh, victim inside of it. 
But what happens? What do we do when, you know, what happens when that perpetrator is related to you and that perpetrator is someone you know? So I want to dig back a little deeper than that and ask the question, what is it that fathers and mothers should tell their sons about domestic violence? What message should fathers and mothers convey to their sons about domestic violence? What is it? Is it something that should be taught early on? Is that a talk that fathers sit down with? and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this you're listening to the soul of America Radio LLC this is the one and only soar domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin.
hope and healing, a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soul. experience domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at one 323 Seven eight four nine six three eight. This is the one and only store. Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here today on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us every Monday night right at this very hour. That's the 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock in the Central Time Zone, and of course for our dear friends there in the Mountain Time Zone, it's 7 o'clock. And for those of you that are on the West Coast, you can get us at 6 o'clock. And for those that are listening around the world, Hey, you know that you have us. I'm so glad to be back with you live right here on this day. That's right, December 9th, 2013, and I'm so glad that you've joined us on tonight. Uh, glad to be back with you. I've been out of the studio uh, the last few weeks, um, a few technical difficulties, but we're back, and uh, we like to think we're back and we're better than ever. And uh, I'm so glad to have you with us today. So if you're listening today by uh, telephone, you know you can call in at area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. 
323-784-9638. You can call us right there. You can listen in there. If you have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you like to get in, and we will entertain your question and our comment. If you're listening by way of World Wide Web, that is www.soulofamericaradio.com www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us. Go to the Hope and Healing page there, uh, tab, and then just hit live, and you will hear us live and in living color right now. I'm so very glad to be with you live on today as we are right at the end of the year here and what we like to call the holiday season, but I promise you that beyond uh, this being the holiday season, this is a time where a lot of people deal with a lot of emotions, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of things uh, begin to uh, uh, to uh, to reside in people's heart and begin to really uh, come up at this time of year, regardless of when the loss happened or when the pain happened. This is a year of great testing. This is a time of year where there's great hurt and pain. One of the things that I want to actually get a chance to talk about tonight, and it doesn't necessarily have to revolve around the issue of domestic violence, but it has to do with the, uh, the issue of healing, the, to deal with the healing, the need for healing and hurt. This is the time of year that many people begin to reflect on their uh, pain, things they've, that have happened to them, loved ones that have gone on, the loss of job, the loss of companionship, whatever that loss is. And tonight I want to focus on that. I want to focus tonight on the, on the healing part. How do we restore hope and how do we begin to heal? That is so very important inside of everything. And as you know, for those of you that may be listening for the very first time to this show, tonight we address the issues of abandonment, abuse, isolation, rejection, uh, you know, grief, whatever that is caused, pain or hurt. We believe there's hope and there's healing, and that is the beginning of the journey to wholeness. And I want you to be a part of that tonight. Now, for those of you that may be listening, once again, I want to uh, invite you to go to our Facebook page, we have a few. One is called Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Go there, join. I would love to have you there. Very informative uh, postings that are there. Uh, not only keep you abreast of different things as it relates to them, but also to keep you abreast of so many things, warning signs, uh, where to go for help, hotline, uh, uh, how to recognize the, uh, if you would, uh, the signs of abuse. There are so many things that are on that page. I and mean, likewise, I'd like to invite you to go to another page of ours, which is Destiny by Choice 2. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. Now, that page is on Facebook. It is absolutely an encouraging page. We like to call it a drama-free spiritual page where you can go and, and not only do you feel the sense of being revived but inspired uh, absolutely incredible people, absolutely incredible people that are part of that fellowship there. And you can go anytime. Uh, there's, there's a number of things that are going on on that page. If you want to be encouraged or want to be a part of encouraging others, that is the page that you want to be on. And I invite you to be there. I invite you there. There are a number of things that are going on. And as a matter of fact, I want to take the time and just congratulate. Now, you take the time at your liberty to go to this page, uh, Destiny by Choice 2, of uh, Fellow, uh, fellowship page because it is a page that I think you are going to find most inviting and most enlightening uh, as it would be. Now we have uh, winners from the month of November uh, that that have just done tremendous things, and I want to congratulate Devon Cruz. Devon Cruz was not only our winner for our um, uh, daily word. Uh, uh, 
contest that goes on every morning, but also she was the winner, I'm not mistaken, of our uh, daily bread. So she's there for our daily challenge, meaning our roll call. That's, let me get it right, roll call and also our daily bread. She's been a winner inside of that, and we also have had, uh, inside of that, we've had, uh, uh, in time past, we've had also, um, I believe, uh, Princess Hartgrove, who has been a winner uh, in time past with us as well as it relates to domestic violence, uh, 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 should I say destiny by choice, uh, to Fellowship page, and I want to just congratulate her. I want to congratulate uh, Tamika Fraser, uh, which I've sent out uh, a very much a thank you. Our newest senior administrator uh, with the Destiny by Choice to uh, Fellowship, and it's a great page to go to. So I want you to just mark that, go to it on your time. Destiny by Choice Two, that's Roman number two, Fellowship page. It's a place for hope, healing, and not only that, we have the Word Challenge. We have the Word Challenge that's going on, and Devonia Cruz is also the winner of, uh, of that as well. Uh, so uh, Devon Cruz, and I do apologize for that. Uh, um, I'm still getting the page set up. I'm still getting everything together here inside of the studio, uh, but I am just wanting to make sure I send out shout-out to those individuals who are so faithful inside of this. They make this work. They take this seriously. They're about encouraging, and that's what this page is, drama-free, and it's about that. It's about being a light in darkness. It's about being my brother's and my sister's keeper, and that's what I want to invite you to be a part of tonight. If you're listening to us, you're listening to us by way of the Soul of America Radio Network. That's right, Soul of America Radio Network, and you can reach us by way of the Internet www.soulofamericaradio.com or if you're trying to call in area code 323-784-9638 that is how you reach us on today now tonight I want to tonight's show is only one hour but I want to tonight I want to draw your attention to something that I think is very crucial in this time of year we're seeing a lot of desperate things happening around this country we're seeing violence like We've never seen before. We're seeing um, just situations that are unbelievable. Uh, just here the other day in Manchester, I believe it was, where uh, where the situation where the uh, young where they found three young ladies killed inside of the house, but they were killed uh, allegedly by this uh, young man, and he killed them, and it supposedly had something to do with their ch- with his child. Now I don't know about you. It's no sense of logic, and it's definitely demonic to think that, for whatever reason, if you wasn't letting me see my child, I'm not going to get a chance to see them at all if I go and murder three people. No, not at all. It doesn't justify. You can't tell me how much you love your child and then put them through that type of pain. There's a need for healing. There's a need for deliverance. This is the time of year that oftentimes that people feel the pain of loss. They feel the pain. Loved ones that are gone, whether they left here um, by natural causes or left here in other manners, this is that time of year where people's heart are really, really sad. They are sad. They're hurting. They're hurting in ways that you cannot even imagine. They're hurting. And so when they're hurting like this, what we have to keep in mind is the fact that they're reaching. They need healing. They need wholeness. They need to be restored. Each of us, whether it's domestic violence or whether it's a hurt that has come from a loved one, we are subject to these type pains. And unfortunately, what I call, what I call 
the artificial construct that we have created that, that in this, out of this holiday season, what we've done is that literally we create this sense of atmosphere that one feels lonely, one feels depressed, one feels inadequate if they don't have that special someone in their life during this holiday season. Let me say this to you. When we keep in mind that Jesus is really the reason for the season, then I'd say to you that you're never alone. When we keep in mind that he is the reason, he is the one that brings peace on earth and goodwill toward all men, then I say once again that you don't have to be miserable during this time. But I do think that we also have to look a little bit further than ourselves. We must be willing to share, share of the love, share of the joy, share of the goodness of God. I think if we did that, we'll find a whole different mindset. We'll find a whole different uh, type of uh, setting inside of our mind. And we won't find ourselves depressed. We won't find ourselves in a position where all of a sudden we feel like we have been robbed. I want you to understand that it's time to be healed. This is the time of year. If no other time, let's be healed. Let's not end this year the way that we have carried on throughout this year. It is the time of healing. And I want to go somewhere tonight, and, and, and um, hey, I feel led to go here. And I need you just to stand with me for a second. I need you to go with me inside of this tonight, and I do apologize to you. But there are a lot of people tonight that are painting, and they've suffered hurt. Not necessarily from a loved one, but they suffered hurt from people that they loved. They suffered hurt from churches. They've suffered hurt from church leaders and pastors. And if you don't know it, there's no hurt quite like a church hurt. There's no hurt quite like the hurt, the betrayal of a brother or sister in the Lord. There's no hurt like that. And tonight... I want to deal with that tonight, and I want to invite you, if you are individuals that are listening to us tonight, and perhaps you're saying, that's me. I've gone through some hurt. I've had some church hurt. I've been rejected. I feel I was used. I feel like I was uh, belittled and minimized. I feel like I was stifled. I feel like that I was made miserable. I feel like I was uh, literally dried up on the vine. I feel like uh, I have been held in bondage, if that's you tonight. I invite your questions, I invite your comment, I invite your story. Area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us today. I'm not just wanting to hear your story tonight just for the sake of hearing it. I want your story tonight because I believe it's the beginning of healing and it's the beginning of a wholeness. And so tonight I invite you on. We have a caller on the line, and I'm so glad to have you tonight. Number ended in 0210. Thank you. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness tonight. You're on the air. What's going on, JR? Well, hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It's so good to be back live on this Monday and uh, getting a chance to get back with the whole family out there in the world of Blog Talk Radio and those that are that have followed us. And so we're, we're live tonight, and I'm uh, always glad to have you on the show. And uh like to hear what's on your mind. Yes. I've been noticing I've been missing the um, the events. Well, I'm not really missing them, just really not getting them. And I realize that you haven't done a show in a couple of weeks. But anyway, um, I can't really speak on the church hurt because I don't think I've experienced that to that degree. But you said something earlier um that kind of caught me or caught my attention when you kind of spoke about 
the young man that killed the three women mm-hmm. because I think he was not allowed or unable to see his kid, his child right. or whatever. Um, and that was the first time I heard of that today. And uh, I'm, I'm just curious to know, uh, do you know um, where that incident took place? That was it in Florida? No, it wasn't in Florida. I, that part I do know. And if I'm not okay. mistaken, and I just had this up on my on on, on uh, my own um, research page, and uh, it was in Manchester. Now, when we say Manchester, Manchester could be in New York. Yes. Manchester yeah. could be in Germany. But I'm quite sure yeah. this is New York. Uh, what, what, about, what, what the bottom line is, if it, if it happened in New York or Germany, Manchester, wherever, I mean, I mean, the, the bottom line is, if if you ever want to see your kids, I mean, doing something as stupid as that, I mean, how would you expect to see your kids once you kill three people? You know, that's that that's not solving any issues. Um, now, it's three people lost their life over foolishness. And, and well, not even three people, four people, because he lost his life too, because he did something stupid. So now we got four people dead. We got three dead, and one pretty much going to be in prison. Could get life, or could could be facing the death penalty for that matter. So uh, it's a it's a silly thing. And I listen to your show um, quite often, and you talk about these kind of incidents. You also talk about how these things stem and how they how they um, start at a very young age. Man, I'm I'm just curious to know what was going on in that young man's mind to make him think that he was right or he felt a sense of righteousness to go out and do something stupid as that. So I just wanted to comment on that, um, and that's pretty much it. Well, you know, you you raised a very important question inside of this as well because, you know, what sense of rationale goes into these type of decisions, period? You know, uh, I often listen and I watch, you know, especially with us as men. Now, let, let's just, let's be real. Sometimes do men get a bad rap? Sure they do. They get a bad rap. I mean, oftentimes they're, you know, we're labeled, men are labeled stuff like deadbeat dad. I mean, and I, I, I don't care what it is, you know, you, you get these labels. And so for some brothers... Yeah. I think what happens with them, they they don't want that label, and they and, and they feel like listen, they are good fathers because of the fact they have a desire to be in their child's life. But for whatever reason it is, and, and women, I want them to hear this carefully because I don't think any woman should ever use a child as a way uh, to control a man or a way to uh, get back at a man at all. I don't think that is fair neither. But by the same token, when, when men feel like that is being taken away from them child, oftentimes they feel this, this this crazy sense of let me defend my honor, my manhood. The problem with it, what they've done is I've created a larger problem. Because I continue to say, okay, what example have you set for your kid? Number two, as you just so said, I mean, you're not going to even be in that child's life at all now. I mean, before you might not have gotten, you know, she may have kept them from you or not allowed you to be with them, but that could have been handled in the courts. You could have gone to the courts and got that straight now. Now what happens is that you wiped her out, look like her sister and a friend, and now you, you're done. Right. So you still exactly. didn't get what you want. 
Matter of fact, you created a greater problem there. Yeah. So there's no That's rationale. I mean, so you lose either way it goes. And our problem is it goes back to so much. Now, what is love? You know, you know, uh, the the group Journey um, actually did a song many years ago called "I Want to Know What Love Is." I want you to show me. Well, one thing right. I, know, I remember that's that. not love. That's not love. No. Love doesn't take that's a lot of love hatred. You know, that's a lot of pain. That's a lot of hatred there. And uh, matter of fact, I yeah. wanted to. I, I did pull the show. I did pull that back up again. And uh, this happened. Well, see, I was wrong. This was in Connecticut, Manchester, Connecticut. So investigating three women were found dead in a Manchester, Connecticut apartment on this past Saturday night. And uh, and the thing about it is that wow. they, they was called to the complex almost 9.40 p.m. because people heard multiple gunshots. And when the police wow. arrived, they were met by the guy outside the apartment building in the parking lot. He had a handgun and was carrying a 13-month-old child. And then after sure. brief conversation with the officer, the suspect identified himself as John Lynn, placed the child on the ground, and shot himself. Oh, he'd be, oh man, what a coward. And that's typically how that thing works out. You know, uh, oh, man, that, that now, now we... And we all, we just said four people lost their lives, and that's what happened. All on account. That's sad. You know, you know, and once again, uh, these are young victims. Watch this. They identified the victim as Brittany Mills, age 28, of Manchester, Kamisha Mills, uh, age 23, of Manchester, Artara Benson, 46, of, of Vauxhall, New Jersey. Now I don't have to go any further. You know by those names who this who who they are. These individuals, you know their ethnic their ethnicity. And yes, so I, sir. yes, I do. Yes, I do. And Jay, uh-huh. can I say something else? Can, can sure. I can, can I say something else for the listeners? Um, uh, you kind of like raised that, but you didn't say it. Um, as black men. We we need to become more knowledgeable of the justice system, and also we need to allow the justice system to work for us. A lot of us don't believe that that the laws are in favor of men, and and then if you think about it, it may not be as favorable to me as is women, but at the same time, we need to use the system and allow the system to work for us, you know, um, and I think I think most of the times we, we, we don't, and we kind of do stuff like this. We take the laws in our own hand, and we wind up with a big mess like this one. You know, and when we look at it, now this kid was 13 months old. I believe that's what we just said, 13 months old. Now let's look at let's look at the ramification of this. Now the story didn't say that he actually was uh, was dead, but he shot himself, so he inflicted harm. But here's the thing about it: the greatest harm that he inflicted was not only on the ones that he killed, but even that 13 month old child. He has changed oh, yes. that child's life forever. Forever, yes, absolutely, yes. forever. Now here here's the thing: you often hear me talking about being able to leave a legacy. Legacy for our children, legacy for our for our community, legacy for our people. Now understand, either way it go, we're going to leave a legacy. But it is going yes, to be sir. a legacy, a one that is of of strength, 
positive, that left an indelible mark on mankind, or it's going to be one that is left that literally taints and literally brings uh, one's legacy of uh, 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 children's children into shame and pain. And there go another generational thing they have to overcome. You know, the world right now is taking the time, they're mourning and remembering the death of a great man, Nelson Mandela. And we think about what Nelson Mandela went through. Now, if anybody had a reason to be bitter, (laughs) be bitter, I mean literally, would want to kill up everything in the sight. I mean, he had a reason to be there. He had a reason to be that, but he wasn't. And the thing that I, I, I the thing that I like to bring to uh, bear right now is the fact that uh, that uh, inside of that is this: is that Nelson Mandela spent twenty seven years, I believe it was, in prison. Twenty seven years. I mean, behind bars, literally being told that he would never get out, and literally simply because he stood up. For that which was right In those 27 years He could have turned bitter But rather than become bitter He came out better And it was after he came out That his purpose Then was truly realized And you think about it He transformed not only South Africa But in many ways He transformed the world He showed something He showed what we do Watch this he showed what could happen when we refused to allow the situation to dominate us. He took hold of the situation, and that's what we must do. We must yes, do sir. And I think that we have a lot to learn. We have a lot to learn. When I look, and I look, uh, Mike, I, I look at it like this. As black men, we've seen enough black men. We've seen enough great leaders that we could, that we could take an example from. We've seen enough. We've seen enough, not just the Malcolms and the Dr. Kings, not just the uh, 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 Megan Everett, and not just those individuals, so many others, some right within our own circle. Why is it that in this day and time our young men look to emulate and imitate this thug mentality? That, that's a, that's, that is a magical question, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with all the positive things that people can become and all the other images that we have that are doing great, but we yeah, we want to be, you know, a slug. Yeah, and, you know, um, I came to answer that question. I would like to, or, I mean, JR, I would like to answer that question, but I am still... Uh, I still don't have the answer to that question. Really, I don't. We have a black president now. Uh, we have people like Nelson Mandela. We have Martin Luther King. We have we have so many. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, we have people today, like I mentioned, the president. But that's, that's just you have Russell Simmons. You have um, people who paved the way to a lot of us. And only thing that we can kind of like identify with younger people anyway. Some of the younger people are the thugs and the people with their pants hanging down. Uh, you know, I was looking at, um, and I'm, I'm going to go after this, I was looking at the BET Awards a couple of years ago and I seen Lil Wayne come out. Mm-hmm. And Lil Wayne was performing. And and 
the way he was dressed, it was like I couldn't believe that he had his pants down. Well, I could, but I didn't want to believe he had his pants down. But but the, but what what was striking to me about the whole performance is that he had his daughter on stage with him. A little girl could be the ages of between three and five years old. He had his little daughter on the stage with him, and his pants was hanging down, showing his boxers with no T-shirt on, with no shirt on, period. And wow. these are the images that he was, I mean, national TV, BET, I was upset with BET for even showing that. But these are the things that is acceptable in our society because we feel it on national TV as as such. So this, this, and these are what our kids are watching. This is what my son may be wanting to watch at one point. If I don't um, uh, watch him carefully, even if I watch him, he still may want to see it, you know. So, but, but, but what's important that we have to do at home is to teach our kids at home. And we can, we, we, we can talk about it all day long, but, you know, we have a lot of work to do. That's all I'm saying. We have a lot of work to do, it, and the reality is, is the fact that it, we 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 have that responsibility. It is our responsibility. And you, you mentioned something, you know, for a long time, and I just come out and publicly said, for a long time, I was quite upset with BET because I thought that it was a waste of our talent. I thought it was a waste of programming because the fact of all the things that 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 we could do to promote positiveness and black, uh, you know, black. Uh, uh, Positive yes. things, the contribution. I felt that we 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 focused too much on the negative. We glorified a lot of the music, which have so influenced our young people. I mean, we see these individuals. You know, they're living large, or what they do appear to live large, and our young people gravitate toward that. They want all those things, not knowing that in a lot of cases these guys are dead broke. These guys here uh, oftentimes don't have the mind to even manage things. I mean, the people right. like. There's very few of them in between, like the Jay-Z's and the Sean Puffy Combs and those individuals who really have it together as far as understanding business as well. So many of these guys here, this whole gangster image that they have here, have influenced so many of our, our, of our young people. And I don't know about you, it, it, it just totally disheartens me. Whether I'm riding along the road, whether I've pulled to the gas station, and then to see our young black guys blasting music, and only the other words you can understand is the N word and the F this and hold this and be this. I mean, literally. Do you really think that 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 our, our parents and and those of you, I mean, you went to school in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and everything. Yes. Do you really think those individuals struggled and died and got dogs sick on them and hold this on them for, for? Do you think this was Dr. King's dream? You really think it was Dr. King's dream that when we get freedoms and we get liberties and opportunities, that this is what we do with them? Literally. <laughs> It's shameful. It's shameful. It's a disgrace. And the more I listen to to it, I mean, the dumber I get. I mean, literally, I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame. And this is what we're up against, Jr. This is what we're up against. You and I know that we fight this fight. We fight this war every day. And um, we just kind of have to keep on fighting a good fight, raising awareness and talking about these issues. And, and, and that's all we, I mean, that's nothing all we can do, but that's just where we start. And, and we got things in place where we can do other work too. But 
this is where we are as a society of people. And when you talk about BET, BET is a waste because right now they, they lost their identity in I can't, I don't lost my train of thought. Well, well, they're no longer concerned with the content. They're more concerned with the the radius that they can get. And now, well, you know, it's all about money, and it's a pity. But be on the lookout for Bounce TV, Bounce, I think, Bounce Network. Right. Be on the look for the Bounce Network. Right now, it's not nationally enough, but you can get that station on certain um, satellite dishes. A uh, cable company is a black company. I don't know. You may be already aware of I, I've heard about I've heard about yes. and I know that it's existed in, in uh, certain places. Uh, unfortunately, I, I can't get it on direct TV, but I have, I've, I've definitely am familiar with it, and I've got the chance to see some of its black programming. In, uh, yes. In, uh, it's one that I think that that you could that you could sit with the family and watch. I think it's one that uh, I definitely adds a lot more if to if you would you know a lot more of positiveness about um, uh, black people than you see with BET. Now, having said that, BET is trying to make some changes. I mean, they they have centric, but you know, uh, but I'm grateful for people like TV One. Even TV One has done yes. you know some positive things along the line. My problem is is that why did we decide to become black? Why did they decide to become black entertainment television rather than black educational television? It could, they could have kept the same acronym. Why not yes. use the power of way to educate, to, to lift us up, to, to point us towards something greater? You know, we all had hope, Mike. We, had all, we all had hope. In 2008, when history was made in this country and in this world, when the United Amen. States of America elected a black president, we just Amen. knew. I thought it would be a call of a pride, a call of stepping up and stepping forth. I thought then, you know, the, the excuse had been eliminated that said a black man would never be president. It had been disproven. And I, I'm thinking that we would rise up in our pride. We would rise up and say, oh, yes. We, I mean, just like the, the mantra was, yes, we can. But you know what has happened? We've had more black-on-black crimes, and we've had more black, uh, I mean, crazy things to happen since we've had a black president. Now, I'm not blaming him for it. I'm just simply saying, where has been our sense of pride? I mean, literally, for all the things for so many years that people said that we couldn't do because this would never happen, when it's happened and then it's not only happened once, he was reelected a second term. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Listen, not only that we have we have a black president that was elected a second term, and we've seen an increase in black on black crimes during his time or during his election. That, but what was even strike me even more is the fact that. We have so many black people have came or, or spoke against President Obama saying and asked. I think I may have lost. Okay. Oh, are you there? Are you there? Yeah, we're there now. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm sorry. What I what I was speaking on is the fact that you know we do have a black president, and also also we have seen a spike in crime. 
on black on black crime since he's been in office. But what's even striking or what's even more crazy to me is the fact that that since he's been in office, we have black people talking down on a black president, asking what have he done for black people. And when we have to take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves what the heck we've done for ourselves, you know. So, but but some people think that since we have a black president that he's supposed to, you know, us some, yeah, yeah, but, but. Not only that he's a black, a black president, but he's a president for all people. But it's still our responsibility as people to do what we're supposed to do for ourselves, you know. So, Well, absolutely. <laughs> and see, that, that's part of our problem. I mean, I, I'm going to call a spade a spade. we got to stop looking for handouts and take the hand up. And the hand up is there, but we got to reach up to get it. And, it, and our yes, problem is, is that as long as we continue to get a hand out, we get left out. We get left out of the mainstream. We get left out of really achieving. It is come a time now that we have to live by the old proverbs, the old uh, cliche that says, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach him how to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. And we have to take yes, up sir. that mantra in our community. We can no longer be the ones that are that are wearing out the welfare lives. We can no longer be the ones that have a generational generational cycle of, 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 of you know of of of, of uh, babies uh, being born in teenage home. We cannot keep that cycle. Now you have three or four generations of mothers that are now on the system. Why? Because grandmama didn't get off. And now we have grandmothers like never before. I'm amazed. Now, listen, I'm amazed at the number of grandmothers. I mean, we have 33 and 34 year old grandmothers. We have grandmothers that are yes. blown away. I mean, because we got mother who had a baby at 12, and now her baby has a baby at 12. She's 24, and that baby has a baby at 12, and now we got a 36 year old grand great grandmother. Yes, yeah, and people don't understand. They don't see it as an issue. They don't see that. Some people, you know, like, don't think that's an issue. That is a generational curse. That is a curse, man. That is that is something that we need to break. That is something that we can break. It, but first, we got to realize it's an issue before we do anything about it. And that's where some of the problems lie. You know, <laughs> we don't think it's a problem. There, there's a lot of things, as you just said that has been laid the blame on President Obama. But I'm going to tell you something. I might not agree with everything that this president has done, but I'm and not going to sit will. around. I'm not going to sit around and allow them to just dump the lion's share of this issue on them, especially within our community. Why is it that it was perfectly acceptable for us as a country to accept when John F. Kennedy stood and said, ask not what your country could do for you, but ask what can you do for your country? Now, why is it that it was acceptable there, but when it comes to Obama, we want him to be Superman, we want him to be our deliverer and our savior. Ask not what this man could do for you, ask what you could do for this country. Ask what you could do for yourself. Ask what you could do to make it better. And that's what we're not doing. We have to take responsibility from, from, I mean, from, from our own houses. We can't expect everything to come from the White House. We've got to get it right in our house. And we get it right in our house, then we can have some influence on the White House. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, you are exactly right, Jay. 
Thank you, Jay, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure uh, talking with you, man. You know, I love your show. I love what you're doing, and uh, you just keep doing it, and I'm always going to keep listening. And I'm always glad to have you, Mike, and I always enjoy you. And, look, I don't know if you got your information about hard. I have no problem with it whatsoever or anything. Let people know how to reach you. Uh, you're on every Thursday, every Thursday night. Give them a little information how they can tune into you. Okay. Um, Mike, M-I-K-E-N-A-N-D-T-I-S-H-Show.com, Mike and Tish Show.com. Um, my phone number is five six one two eight eight nine one three one. Uh, that's the show number. You can call me Thursday night, every Thursday night, eight thirty to eleven thirty. We talk about real issues, real talk. Uh, Jay been a guest on my show several times, and I love when he come. Uh, he keep it real, and he is um, very intelligent, as you already know. But that's how you can reach us, and uh, we looking to hear from you guys whenever. Thank you, Jay. Well, Mike, I thank you so very much, and I definitely encourage them to listen to you because one thing I do know about your show is that you do not pull any punches. It is there. You call a spade a spade. You're actually talking about a situation that directly affects us. And we, you know, and we can't change it until we confront it. And we can't confront it until we identify it. And we can't identify it until we acknowledge it. And we can't acknowledge it until we accept it. And, and, and until that happens there, guess what? We'll sit there and continue. And that's what we see happening. We have a bunch of angry people that are angry about things that they can change. Yes, sir. They're angry about things that they can change. Yeah, you, that's a key point. They can change. Yeah, that that is a key point. Well, Jay, hey, please keep me in the loop. I want to be a part of whatever you got going. I said that once. I said again. And um, what's local? If I can be a part of, let me know. I definitely want to be there. And I appreciate it. Definitely will be in touch. And definitely look forward to always uh, talking to you. Have a great night. Thank you for being with us tonight. Yeah. Yes, sir. You too. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us on tonight. We're back live. We've been off uh, off the air uh, through some technical difficulties as well as quite a bit of travel over the last month or so, but uh, we're so glad to be back in the studio tonight. And uh, I want you to mark your, mark your calendar every Monday night. That's my, every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern time. You can find us here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Now, our show uh, tonight is going to be a short show. It's going to end here in about four minutes. But I want to encourage you to mark your calendar because next week we have a powerful show that's coming up. We're going to have some special guests, and I hope that you'll be one of our guests as well. And until next time, this is your friend, your host, J.R. Thicklin. And I am thanking you for listening to us here on Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness. And I, I want you to just keep safe. Pray for someone. Reach beyond yourself. If truly this is the season of giving, if truly this is the season of peace on earth and goodwill toward all men, let it begin with you. Let it begin with you. I dare you to reach out beyond yourself. I dare you to reach to someone who is incapable of giving it back to you. I dare you to love somebody who might seem to be unlovable. And I dare you to stand up and truly be a symbol of peace. And if you do that, then what I do know 
is that you will over, be over, overtaken with blessings and you would have made a difference in the lives that you've come in touch with. Life is about making that difference. So until next time, this is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I thanking you so very much for being with us. Have a great day and have a good night. I'll see you next week.